0: Hello and welcome back to the Go for Two podcast, and welcome back to our Week Thirteen preview. I'm Liam, your host. As always, I'm joined by the uh, top of the NFL standings, my co-host Patrick. Patrick, how you doing?
1: Yeah, good. Very, uh, very excited. An excellent week of football this weekend. So
0: yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, you're uh, you're just excited that they haven't flexed your game to Sunday night football. That's what you're excited about. <laughs> yeah, nine twenty-five. That's uh, one of the games of the season at nine twenty-five. Can't wait for that. Yeah, that is some, there's been some good night in 25 ones. I, I'd say the 6pm slate might be worse this year than I've seen for a while, but <clears> the 9pm slate's good. you got Bills Chiefs next week as well, which is pretty good. Um, and we did see the first flex, by the way. We saw a, a game flex to 6pm on a Saturday evening, which you which you messaged me about yesterday. Um, and we saw Patriots Chiefs get flexed out. So it's the first time Holmes has ever been flexed out. That's how bad the Patriots are. So we are starting to get the... Uh, the flexing, but I know one of your games got moved to the late game, which isn't ideal for you and your uh, work band. <laughs> yeah, it's Monday night
1: football, wasn't it? Because the Chiefs moved to the 6pm and then yeah. so Eagles is now Monday night football, which I'm absolutely devastated about. <laughs> but um, to be honest, that's a really bad week for me. It's the last week before Christmas, so it'll be super busy. But uh, yeah, it is what it is, isn't it?
0: I was going to go to that game as well. Before I decided to go to Germany, it was cheaper to fly to two different games and, I, and that was one of the games I was debating but the tickets to the game were really high. That was before the Patriots were awful so now they're quite cheap. Um, so I'm kind of glad that I didn't now because a Monday night football to 6pm Sunday is a bit of a bugger for travel because it's not great but uh, it's the first Monday night flex ever as well isn't it because they never done Monday nights before. It's always yeah, been it Sunday, yeah. Sunday night only. But yeah,
1: Also could, also could be uh, Belichick's last ever home game as well.
0: no let's send him off with an L come on <laughs> um but yeah we're not here to talk only about uh, flexing games um but the team that we just mentioned there did play last night the Seahawks they played the Cowboys um in actually a much better game than I thought probably one of the best that well all the best is in our football game so we'll talk about that now and then we'll pick the games for the weekend so Cowboys win 41 35 mate we both picked Cowboys minus eight and a half which lost because they only won by six points um but that was a fun game. Prescott was good. Well, great. Probably MVP in my eyes, to be honest. Um, Gino played incredibly well. DK Metcalf woke up from uh, his season slumber and finished with 134 yards. CD had another 100-yard game. Pollard and Charbonnet did, had OK nights. And there were some fourth down decisions which I saw had Twitter going uh, going nuts. So what did you? What were your kind of main takeaways from this? Because I just thought this game was great when I watched it. About this. great,
1: great game, and uh, for me, the game was so much more important to Seattle, just given their precariousness to the playoffs and the schedule that's upcoming. And mate, they should have had this game if they was in there. They was with the lead in the fourth quarter, but then some kind of three really bad drives that ended on downs in a row where they kind of only got, like, in the 20s for yardage on all three drives. And it was just, yeah, I thought Seattle should have had this game. It was it was great overall. Both quarterbacks were really good, actually. Um, just, I mean, it was 800 yards combined. And I've <laughs> seen them of penalties, by the way. It was 230 yards worth of penalties. So attack them onto the actual yards. You're getting over 1,000 yards for uh, Thursday, it's like a college football game, but um, yeah, great game. I mean, DK Metcalf was absolutely amazing, wasn't he? It was just, you, you, you watch him with the size and the speed and that, and you think, why is that not every week for Seattle? And, you yeah. know, you, you begin to question things like that. But uh, yeah, they they showed enough that they could be, be a threat in the playoffs as the seventh seed. It's going to be tough for them to get there because I think they could be six and eight. in a a couple of weeks' time, and then that's a real uphill battle then with the pressure on, but, yeah, Cowboys did what they needed to do, really get the win, still in there for the division, still in there, outside
0: chance, one seed, so, yeah, great game overall. Yeah, it was definitely better than I thought, and even though they've got a um, quite tough schedule, I do almost feel like I feel a little bit better about Seattle, even though they lost the game, than I thought I would, just because... I, I was kind of worried about how the offense was looking. The defense is kind of what we thought. It was good at times and uh, and poor at times. But um, the offense was starting to look worse and worse most weeks now, to be honest. So to have a good game like this against a really good defense, Gino plays well, the tackles play better. Um, and DK Metcalf, like you said, plays really, really well. I think that's a boost, you know. But even though they've got a hard schedule, I think I'm a little bit more confident they might make the playoffs now than than I was probably five days ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, same here. And I mean, if they can get one of the next two games, which is easier said than done against the 49ers and Eagles, that would put them in massive stead. But, yeah, if not, they drop two, drop to six and eight. They got to win the last three, Titans, Steelers, sorry, and Cardinals. That would be a mandatory. You'd have to win three games to get in then. But, yeah, great, really good performance for them. But I really thought they should have won this game, given how it went.
0: Yeah. Any thoughts on that last play, where obviously they left Parsons unblocked deliberately? Um, There's a good breakdown on Twitter, actually, from Ben Solak, uh, trying to get the running back out on that fourth down play. He catches it. No one's near him. Gets the first down. The play moves on. Unfortunately, the running back was too slow, and Micah Parsons and DeMarcus Lawrence blew it up, and and, and the Seahawks are getting a lot of stick for... Leaving Parsons on block. What did you make of that final play? Do you think they probably should have got to something different than leaving the best yeah, Parsons in the world? Yeah, I think so. You don't <laughs> let the opposition's best player. You
1: know, you're trying. You know, your game plan for things like this. You know, all week, all season to try and negate the best players, and you don't kind of let them do, do what uh, they can do on any given play. So, yeah, I think they should have dialed up something else, something a little bit more safer.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, potentially. potentially. They they failed on quite a few fourth downs as well. It's like the story of the, of the game for them. But, um, yeah, it was a really, really fun game. Any thoughts on your man, Dak, for MVP? It's up there. I mean, what do you say? It's one of the
1: worst MVP races I can ever remember. So it's for, for Prescott to have that. I, for me, it feels, if they finish in the fifth seed, I can't see a fifth seed quarterback winning... Yeah, the MVP. But if they win the division, which is obviously still up for grabs, I do believe that then, yeah, he, he could win MVP. There's no one else really standing out. I know, I think, without looking at the betting odds, I'm presuming that Jalen Hurts maybe is a slight favourite, but I don't think he's really playing to the level of last season. So, it's yeah, it's difficult. It's it's not the most enthralling MVP race we've ever had, because I guess you've got to put Mahomes and uh, Lamar Jackson in there, but they're not playing to the same level that they have previously. I mean, Lamar's won an MVP and he's, for me, he's not playing anywhere near that level. So, no. yeah,
0: yeah, I think race. it hurts yeah, his favourite, Mahomes second, Lamar third. I think Tua was still fourth when I looked. Um, oh my God. And Prescott was fifth or sixth. This is obviously, the odds aren't out now because of last night, they won't put the odds out till til Monday now. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I think Dak's playing well. Last four or five weeks, his stats are absolutely nuts. And uh, <clears throat> Just like to see him do it in another big game. But he's got a test. They've got tests coming up soon because their next games are uh, Eagles. They've oh, got Sunday night football, by the way, before you've got Mon- well, before you've got Monday night football. Which is fun yeah, for true. you. Uh they got Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions as the next four games. So
1: we're gonna fight find- mate, if he wins all four of them, you can nail on for the M V P there and I'd probably say that they might even win the division on that. So with the 49 is and the Eagles playing this weekend, the Eagles obviously potentially could drop that game, and then so yeah, yeah, Dax Dax definitely in there. Gotta be winning these next games though, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're similar to the Dolphins. Like let's let's see them uh, beat a good team, but yeah, I do like how they've uh, how they played. It was a fun fun game start of the week, um, and now on to Sunday then. Uh, we have six teams on bye as well. And by the way, it's a bit of a bugger for fantasy football this week. Oh, yeah, it, it really is. For, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's come at the wrong time as well. <laughs> yeah, it has, yeah. My teams have got steadily worse as the seasons progress, but no one wants to hear about my awful running back rooms on most of my teams. Um, but yeah, there's still some good games of the weekend, but yeah, less games for us to talk about. So let's start, as we always do, with the 6pm slate. Um, and yeah, I thought... This was what I thought the best game was anyway. Um, so we'll start with this game. We have the Broncos at the Texans. Texans are favoured at home, mate, by three and a half points. So what do you think of the line there? Does that surprise you? About right? What do you think? <clears throat> Go on. Yeah, I'd say
1: perhaps it's maybe I'd have gone two and a half. But, um, yeah. yeah. It's definitely I mean, one. the is you- isn't it? Yeah, you were right when you said that. This is the best game to stay. I mean, we wouldn't have said that a month ago, but do you know what? Right now, this is a critical, critical game. They've both sat that eighth and ninth seed, and they're going to be two games apart after this. One's going to be at 500, the other one seven and five. It's, you know, this is a huge, huge game. The loser of this game is going to struggle to make the wild card, aren't they? especially with Buffalo behind who you're still expecting to kind of make that charge up and they're not playing this week so yeah what a a great game to be honest
0: yeah and I think I think I sent it to you did I send yeah I did the playoff probability um from Sumo Sports which is one of the best analytic companies in the world basically um this this game whoever wins this game is like, it's crazy. So at the moment, the Texans have a 25% chance of being in the playoffs. The Broncos have a 16% chance. If the Texans win, they go all the way up to 50% percent made the playoffs If the Broncos win, they go all the way up to 44%. And that's basically because whoever wins this game is going to have the tiebreaker on the other one. Um, and they're going to be, in, obviously, an extra game ahead of the Bills who are on a bye this week. So, um, yeah, really important game. I think about eight weeks ago, this six weeks ago, this game looked pretty bad. But I'm actually excited for it. Um, for me, I like what the Broncos are doing on offense on third down. I think Russ looks pretty good on third down, pretty good in the red zone. But on first and second down, I know everyone's kind of raving about them, but they're not playing a normal offense. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just basically what can we do so Russ doesn't kill us on offense? And then on third down, we'll let him make a few more plays than we do on first and second down. So they're still being quite conservative, but the defense is way better than it was. Texans, I think the defense has actually got a little bit worse over the last four or five weeks. But the offense is elite. CJ Stroud looks amazing. Um, But Tank Dell might not play this week. And I think, actually, weirdly enough, Tank Dell not playing would actually be quite a big factor, mate. Because I think that would lower the big plays that the Texans can make on offense. Yeah, he
1: definitely does. Um, I think they would need Noah Brown to be back. I don't know uh, what his status is this week, but he was really good for a few weeks, kind of a month back. But uh, I already know which way I'm going, mate. Already know, before you even told me the line, you know I'm going (laughs) five in a row, mate, for Russ. i'm going mate i'm going for six in a row i'm going i'm going to broncos plus three and a half and i think they're going to win definitely win this game i honestly do i just think there's something there with the defense now kind of since they got whooped by the dolphins i don't know they've really tightened up and they actually look like a pretty sound unit now so give me the broncos
0: oh i actually surprised you uh you said that, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I'm obviously going to go on the opposite side. And we are going to have our first disagreement on the first game, which is quite fun. Uh, I'm going to go Texans minus three and a half. This is tough because if it was three, I'd feel so much better about it. But I'm just going to go with my guy, CJ Stroud, and go for Texas to win this by a touchdown and basically cement their, their path to the playoffs. So, yeah, keep the Texans. There's no danger for happening on Sunday. So, yeah, go... Uh, go to excellence. should be a fun game though i think there should could be some points scored in this one yeah yeah definitely
1: what i would say is that i i would love houston to make the playoffs obviously i've got them to lose this game and that would maybe go very very close to not shutting the door because there's obviously still a few games left yet but uh, yeah i would love houston to make the playoffs strouds strouds season kind of deserves that crack at a,
0: a great team in the playoffs yeah, I agree. I feel like they could be a Jags of last year where they do win a playoff game or do well in the playoff game, but then they just lose to one of the big boys in the second round. Um, next game then, uh, Chargers at the Patriots. What do you think the line is? Unless you've already seen. I've not seen. I've not seen. I have
1: opened our sheet, but I've not really uh, made any heads or tails. I would say Chargers
0: minus 4.5. Yeah, it is Chargers minus 5.5 on Ooh, the road. 5.5. Yeah, against New England. No idea who's going to play quarterback for the Patriots. Apparently, Bay <laughs> Zappi and Malik, Malik Cunningham have uh, taken some snaps, which sounds exciting. Um, the Chargers, they are probably out of the playoffs. We both said they are out of the playoffs. Um, but if they wanted any chance at all, they have to beat the Patriots. That's just a, a fact. If they actually win this game, they have a 7% chance of making the playoffs, which is still tiny, but they have to win this game. So for me, I think offensively, they'll just throw the book at this. I know Keenan Allen's a little bit hurt, but I think they'll just throw everything they've got at it. Um, And I just think, mate, the Patriots are that bad. You probably knew where I was going before this anyway, because I love Herbert, but the Patriots are that bad. I just... I don't know how many points they could score, and I think the defence isn't that good either anymore. I think with, even though Belichick's a coach, they have the odd good game. Back against the Dolphins, they played pretty well earlier in the year. I just don't think they've got that in their locker week in, week out. So I'm going to go straight off the bat. I'm going to go Chargers. I think they win the game. Um, they will lose a stupid game later in the year that will kill their playoff chances, but it won't be this game. So give me the Chargers.
1: No, nah, no, nah, I've got to the Chargers. Like you, just, you just literally said it perfectly how many points realistic do you think New England can even score unless they got like a lucky defensive touchdown or something like that I'd expect the Chargers to put up a 24 points at least so there's no, there's no way I just can't see this Patriots offence kind of stumbling they were so bad I guess the Giants, just both quarterbacks. You know multiple quarterbacks are going to play as well, and that's never, <laughs> good. never good for any team. You can look at any level of college or high school or whatever. It's never good when you've got two going out there. So it, it's going to be bad. It's going to be an ugly, ugly end to the season. But, hey, they're going to get a great draft pick. But,
0: yeah, give me the charges. Do we trust Bill to use that great draft pick? That's the only... The only problem, but yeah, um, I thought this was quite an easy pick. I said last night on the betting pod, which I'd be interested to to see what you think. Um, The Panthers may be the worst team in the NFL, but the Patriots are 100% the worst team to watch in the NFL. Would you agree with that summary? Oh my God,
1: yes, because at least with Carolina, you have the intrigue of you wanting to see the number one draft pick from this year, how he can develop and things like that. There is nothing like that in New England. And you just get these off my screen, like punt on second down so the other team can have the ball. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing redeeming about watching the Patriots on offense, 100% the worst
0: team to watch on offense in the league. Yeah, definitely. Maybe Malik Cunningham can uh, can turn things around, but um, I have a a feeling that he probably can't. Next game then, uh, again, probably one of the better games uh, of the Slates, even though you actually said this is the worst offence in football. Uh, We have the Lions at the Saints. The Lions are favoured on the road, mate, by four and a half points, which I actually thought was less than I thought. What do you think? Mm, I'm not
1: sure about that, to be honest. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, Maybe it's clouded over the Lions being quite poor in the last two weeks and losing the last game, but maybe that surprised me slightly.
0: Yeah. What 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 do you think about this game in in general? Obviously, Saints good chance of making the playoffs if they win this game. The offense has looked bad. Car looks really bad. Um, but Olave's is not going to play, so they're just going to check it down even more. And then, like you said, you have got the Lions on the other side that have kind of been a bit turnover prone on offense um, and a bit leaky on big plays on defense, like. Is this a hard game to kind of picture what it's going to look like with all the the weirdness of the last two weeks for these two teams? Yeah, I think so. But the big playability of Olave, we're having that out. Now,
1: what ability do you have? I mean, Rashid Shahid has had a couple of big plays this season and can't be relied upon for that. So you really, can they win a game against the Lions, just ground and pound with Kamara and... Williams and Taysom Hill and I'm not sure to be honest and this is a critical game really sat at five and six both those and the Falcons sat at five and six Falcons go to the Jets you know they, they could be quite two games apart after this week so it feels so pivotal in the division this week and I feel like the Lions have just got a bit more of a big playability. I'm not sure that I'm, After watching them, you know, you've watched the full games the last couple of weeks. I just don't know how much I trust Detroit, but I trust them enough to go into here and, and get the job done, I think, in this game.
0: Yeah, same. I'm definitely going to put the Lions. Like I said, I thought the line was, was yeah, not as high. I thought it'd be more in the six and a half sort of range. So I'm 100% going to be on uh on the Lions as well. I just think they're too good on offence at times to, to do this. Uh, in terms of the Lions for the off-season, uh, for the, for the post-season, I kind of want a bit more of a steady Jared Goff game, no turnovers, mate, just to make me feel a bit better again about the offence because he has been a bit ter- turnover-prone in the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, he has, yeah. I know there were divisional rivals and, and everything, and, they, and he had a pretty good game against the Chargers before that, but uh, we know what the Chargers' defence has kind of turned into, so... Yeah, they don't have really I mean it's it's difficult to say do they have anything to prove? Not really did we expect them to be kind of here. I think a lot of the media did. I'm not sure me and you expected them to be going for the one seed, but they're kind of up here now and you need to see more protection from Goth on the board. They're not gonna win games if he's giving two interceptions, you know, three giveaways again. there's no way that they'll even win one playoff game doing that he just needs to be careful with the ball feed kind of Laporta St Brown just do that the running game is Jameer Gibbs all of a sudden now looks really really good so it's just being careful with the football and kind of grinding towards the end of the season and see where that takes them really
0: yeah I agree I agree. Um, and the team that we're fighting with the Saints for that uh, vaunted NFC South <coughs> is the Falcons. They're on the road to the Jets. Uh, and the Falcons are favoured on the road by two and a half points. Um, this is probably just me being lazy, but I haven't even looked. I don't even know who's playing quarterback for the Jets, mate, on Sunday. I, it's, it's, it's Big Tim. Oh, no. Big Tim. Yeah. So that explains why the Falcons are favoured on the road. Um, <laughs> for me, Ritter is definitely better than Heineke. Um I think the turnovers have slowed. And if they can keep him kind of similar to what we just said, actually, about um, Goff, if they can keep him straight and narrow and not turn the ball over, from the offense is good enough. Uh, they are using Bijan a little bit more. They're still not really using Pitts like you'd like them to, but they're using London and, and Bijan at least a little bit more in the ways you'd like them to use it. So for me, I just think with Tim Boyle, i got to go foul I'm minus two and a half, mate. It could be close. Who knows? Depending on how the Jets' defense plays and if Ritter really turns the ball over. But I just don't see Tim Boyle scoring enough points to to get close to winning any game, to be honest. Yeah, well, I'm not picking Tim Boyle in any uh,
1: professional game, to be honest with you. I just, <laughs> so I'm going the Falcons as well. But the, like you said, I think the Jets' defence could make this really, really interesting if they can turn over Ritter a couple of times because early in the season, he had a few games in a row. Where, I mean, he started his uh, career giving um, no giveaways at all, but then he had a few games in a row, really bad throws over the middle. And I think the Jets can force that out of him, but I just think that Falcons should have plenty of offensive weapons to just run a traditional their traditional offense and just be able to grind out New York. I can't believe that they wouldn't be able to beat a team that's quarterbacked by Tim Boyle and that doesn't really <laughs> have a great line and just not... You know Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall plus Tim Boyle. For me, you got to go Atlanta, and they need to have this game as well. Especially with the the Saints having a really difficult home game the same week.
0: Yeah, they need to win, and uh, made me look silly for picking them at the start of the year and not picking them three weeks ago <laughs> to uh, to win the division. But yeah, this is just a game they just can't afford to uh, they can't afford to lose this game against against Timmy Boyle. Um, and whilst we're on the Jets, did you see uh, Aaron Rodgers ripping it in slow-mo on Twitter? What do you think? Oh, of that? I did, I did. I
1: can't believe he's um, he's back in practice now. It just feels, I don't know, I don't know whether it's malpractice or he's just, he does absolutely anything he wants, doesn't he? So it's, uh, yeah. I'd prefer to keep him wrapped up if I was the Jets, but I
0: don't think they've got a say, to be honest. <laughs> no, he did say on a press conference um, after practice that, it would be stupid for him to play if they were out of playoff contention. And I'm like, okay, why are we practicing then? Because <laughs> you are out of playoff contention for me. But obviously for him at four and seven, he feels like they aren't, but they have lost four in a row. Um, so yeah. Like you said though, Rogers will do what, what Rodgers wants to do. He will. Um, <laughs> next game then, which I actually think could be quite fun on the 6pm slate, so might flash over to red zone quite a bit for defensive plays on one side and offensive plays on the other. But, um, Cardinals at Steelers. Steelers are favoured at home, mate, by five and a half points. Um, they played one game without Matt Canada, and they finally got to the vaunted 400 yards of offence, which is hilarious, so they couldn't do that <laughs> until he left. Um, is this Steelers' offence good enough to cover a five and a half point spread, or is this just the Cardinals kind of coming back to reality uh, after one good Kyler game and slipping back into old ways last week?
1: Yeah, yeah think that's what the line is i mean i wouldn't trust i mean even with the this winning record we've said it every single week this season i mean got it. hope they don't win the super bowl mate because otherwise we're going to look absolutely ridiculous because we've been so down on the steelers all season and i just don't trust them to cover a five and a half point spread it, it, but the only way i do trust him is i feel like arizona the defense is um, yeah, I mean, we knew it lacked talent all season on the roster, but they were playing real hard um, first kind of six to eight weeks of the season. But that that only takes you so long. You can't go through a full season of that. And like you said, they've had one really good game out of Murray and they beat Atlanta, the last week was awful against the Rams. To be honest with you, in in Arizona, I thought they. They just got absolutely warped. And even though, Murray, I mean, Murray half the time was running for his life as well, so it was poor running game. You're going to have to give me the Steelers in this. I'm not confident on Kenny Pickett, but at least he's allowed to throw in the middle of the field now. So that's something for him to do. <laughs> and Jalen Warren and Najee Harris are turning into a pretty good double tandem at running yeah. back.
0: Yeah, I think the offensive line's playing better as well from a run-blocking perspective, not from pass blocking but I think the run blocking the offensive line has been pretty good I think that combined with two running backs are a little bit different to each other uh, that's kind of the way they're going to win games isn't it with that and some kind of long plays to, to George Pickens it feels like yeah yeah definitely I think that's the the their nucleus and I mean if you look what they've got they've
1: got Cardinals this week Patriots next week May I could put them at nine and four it's actually quite difficult to miss the playoffs from that from that um, from that position. So they they're pretty much cementing a place in the next couple of weeks if they just see out these uh, games against lesser
0: opposition. Yeah, that if they win this game, I haven't got to open now, but their playoff percentage chance goes through the roof if they win this game, just because they've got so many wins. Then it's just become difficult for teams to catch them. But yeah, they could be a double digit win team, mate, which is nuts compared to what we we're saying after after two weeks.
1: Yeah, I did have him as coach of the year, if you
0: remember. So, you know, that feels alive to me at the moment. That, that does feel alive. Um, he probably deserves it. Um, but you picked you picked the five, Steelers five and a half, didn't you, there? I did, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there we go. Second difference. Give yeah. me the cards. Give me the better quarterback. Kyler Murray on the road with the terrible towels. We'll probably lose the game by two points because that's the Steelers' way. Um, but I'm going to go with them to cover the spread. Your, so think your, your way would make it much more fun. <laughs> yeah, it would, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. The Steelers, if they win a game by double digits quite comfortably, that for like the first time in like six years. So uh, we, we shall see. Um, next game then AFC South grubber match. Uh, Grudge match, sorry. Colts at the Titans. Colts are favoured on the road, mate, by one and a half points with Gardner Minshew going into Tennessee. Um, I feel like this game's going to be an absolute mess. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, it's not
1: going to be pretty, is it? And the fact that one of these teams sits in the seventh position (laughs) in the the AFC playoffs is quite worrying if they win this game, to be honest. And uh, and Jonathan Taylor, who has looked like he's had a lot of life in the last month or so, he's out now, isn't he, for at least three weeks. So that brings the level of enjoyment. Because, you know, when the... And teams are in close in proximity to the players. You always kind of try and watch them a little bit more, and but it ain't that fun to watch Indianapolis, mate. I don't think this is going to be a, a classic AFC South matchup. But uh,
0: I can't <laughs> make. Have it you more. got any um, any Zach Moss uh, fantasy football um, stocks that you're that you're happy about? Oh, well, I, I am just... indeed. Yeah, I,
1: I actually picked him up in a couple of extra leagues this week because I had a bit of. Uh, free agency money to spend as well. So hopefully that's going to pay dividends.
0: Yeah. It like that, that feels like that's their formula to win, doesn't it? Run the ball well, cause turnovers on defence, make other teams drive the length of the field. Um, and then the odd kind of play, well, it's not even really play action, but yeah, play action bomb or roll out bomb. Uh, and by bomb, for Gardner Minshew, I mean like 15, 20 yards down the field. Um, just feels like that's their kind of way of winning. Um, what's your thoughts on, on on the Titans? Obviously, there's rumors about Vrabel's future, um, but more importantly for me, Will Levis looks fine. But after one week, it's kind of been down to earth from a little bit from a from an offensive perspective. You got any big thoughts on the Titans, or are they kind of just seeing the season out now? My big thought is don't
1: don't uh, fire Vrabel. I think if you look top to bottom on the roster, it's not stacked with talent, and you got somebody in Levis. To work with next season i think that is kind of give him a full season of evaluation perhaps give him a little bit more speed on the outside from from maybe the draft or you get a little bit in free agency and and, and kind of go from there because he has looked absolutely fine obviously he's only won the one game and that was his best performance so far but you know, it's not easy coming in for anybody midway through the season. Not everyone looks like CJ Stroud, do they, straight away in the NFL, including players that go on to be absolutely incredible quarterbacks. So, you no, know, I think they got him full season of a start next season. Don't get rid of Bravo. I think you just need to add a little bit more talent around uh, what you've got. And they'll be absolutely fine
0: and back in contention again next year, I think. Yeah, I agree. I the not thing for them as if Raybo decides to leave. Um Patriots have been talked about but yeah we'll see he could decide to leave but yeah I wouldn't enjoy like a Vrabel in uh for the Chargers that would feel quite stressful I have to say if they got a good coach like uh like Vrabel but we'll see what they end up doing in terms of the spread on this game where, where where are you going Colts minus one or Titans plus one and a half no, I'm
1: going Tennessee oh. Tennessee I think Indianapolis it's they're going to kind of 500 it away to the end of the season, and this could be a game that they don't want to drop, but they do. So I'm going to, give me Tennessee. We'll love this as second NFL win.
0: Interesting. I'm going to go the opposite then. I'm going to go Colts minus one and a half because I'm two games back, so I'm going to take a risk. Go with the Colts. Go with the Minshew mania. Um, Zach Moss attack on the ground. 140 yards rushing. Wins you a fantasy game, but wins me a point in the uh, picks. <laughs> so that's, that's the uh, and then last game the slate which won't be the worst because i actually think the two officers could be quite fun but i don't really know where the uh, the defense one of these teams is going at the moment we've got the dolphins at the commanders dolphins are favored on the road made by eight and a half points where are you leaning with this one obviously uh, our guy ron rivera calling the uh, defensive plays now
1: and he's hanging on and he? he's firing everybody, he absolutely can. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, what I was thinking as I was looking back through the recent kind of um, last four or five weeks of Miami, and they not really put it on anybody, even kind of like the Jets, Was it was a weird game on Black Friday, that obviously the pick six kind of, the stupid pick six that they got kind of... Um, inflates the scoreline a little bit but you know miami and not put it on anybody for a while tyreek's not gone off for 200 yards for a while and i just think this week could be the week I and mean, if that happens and the dolphins put it on them mate i mean who else is they left to fire except for Ron? eric the enemy next <laughs> yeah eric B enemy is yeah, it's a strange situation because I wonder if how he kind of stands in the room for the head coaching role because I think that's what everyone kind of expected when he went there, didn't he? But, um, yeah, very interesting game this week. I think a few jobs can be saved if it's very close against, you know, a, a Miami team with a great record and hoping to go deep in the playoffs and a lot of talent on offense. So. But I'm going Miami, mate, and I just – this is a whacking Mate, big run to time. It's got to be up
0: now, is not it? Yeah, it feels like that. Um, you had him for first coach fired, didn't you? But you might get him as... Um, what would he have to be? Third, third head coach fired now. So you might get him in uh, on the podium, potentially. <laughs> yeah, I might get him in the podium, yeah. I thought he was...
1: It's that little start, he had because they had a winning record, didn't they, after a few weeks. So
0: I think that's kind of saved him. Yeah. Yeah, it has, yeah. And I just think that they might want to tank. <laughs> so that might also uh, also yeah, say we've got
1: the fifth pick in the draft at the moment
0: yeah true they could go QB we'll see they could go QB um, but yeah you're going Dolphins so am I I just think uh, I think this could be a fun game but I think with how bad that defensive defense looks for the commanders I think the Dolphins should pull away and win and win comfortably um, on to 9pm slate then let's start with the best game start with your game and uh, we have the 49ers at the Eagles 49 is are favoured on the road by two and a half points. Is that disrespectful to the uh, one loss Eagles, mate? What do you think? Is that bulletin board material for the biggest knob coach in the league, Nick Sirianni? Or not?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it is. But what I will say is I think all the talk is coming from san francisco it's been a bit cringy this week actually but uh, what's come through i'm not so i thought i saw immediately last week that the niners were favorites i think they're the favorites are they the favorites overall in the nfc at the moment i'm not sure but obviously with the eagles the two point two game lead i think this game means more to san francisco than it does philadelphia in terms of overall big picture and just how they feel about the franchise i don't know seems like debo samuel and a few others are harboring back to the uh, nfc championship game back from january which means absolutely nothing now i mean we're in the third of december when on on the game on sunday so it yeah it's interesting i'm expecting san francisco to win and i'll tell you why because zach cunningham from the eagles who's been pretty good he's out Eagles are down to Nicholas Morrow and some guys off the practice squad. And the linebackers play such a big role in following George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey for the Niners. And I just don't think that the Eagles this week with this lineup can contain both of those two guys. So that for me is obviously the kind of the biggest worry and because it's, it, it's a weakest spot for the Eagles roster. it has gone yeah. for again this week, and then the strength of the Niners kind of over the middle, moving McCaffrey around, moving Kittle around, You know, Purdy being kind of really accurate, he's targeting those two guys. I just think that San Francisco can exploit that this week. As far as being the best team in the NFC, maybe we'll find out in
0: January, but I do think that this game's more important for San Francisco. Yeah, I would agree. Um so we'll have a look again, actually. Let me check quickly the uh NFC odds. Um you're the same odds, you're both two to one. Yeah. Two to one, Cowboys four to one, Lions seven to one. Then you've got the mighty New Orleans Saints at twenty eight to one as your uh, <laughs> as your fifth <laughs> as your, your fifth odd place. Um but yeah, I do agree with you. The linebacker position is a bit of a disaster for the Eagles, which they definitely will exploit um with CMC, and they'll probably exploit it by getting Debo lined up in the backfield a lot as well, so uh, that is a worry. Um, did you know the 49ers are the third-worst team in the NFL at short yard, yardage run defence, by the way? Anything uh-huh. under three yards, they are the third-worst defence in the league, which is a lot. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. that's a worst team to be playing against, mate, if you yeah.
1: kind of got that. It, but one thing I will say If it's a close game going into the fourth quarter, I know who I trust out of Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy. If this is kind of turning into a shootout, which I'm not sure it's going to be. I do think the 49 are going to put the Eagles away, actually. But if it's a close game, I know who I has got the big game experience and has proved it actually time and time again in the NFL. So... I would give the Eagles the advantage there if it's a very, very close game. But, uh, yeah,
0: we'll yeah. see. Yeah, I think the key, they, they are going to get the chance to run them, like I said, in those short yardage and just absolutely dominate them, which will be key. I'd be interested to see how well they run the ball on first down, because against the Bills in the first half and against the Chiefs, they didn't run the ball very well, the Eagles, um, so from, from first and ten. They ran it well on short yardage, like they always do, but they didn't run it well from first and ten, whereas before those two games, they were quite good. So I'd be interested to see if they've got some more swift runs and um, that offensive line kind of wants to dominate this game on, on, on the ground and and win on first and 10, second and 10, which I think they can, they can do if they want to do it. So I think that would be quite a key to the, to the game. And then something else that I thought would be, would be worth mentioning from um, the 49ers perspective as well. Do you trust, if you're a 49ers fan, do you trust your offensive line apart from Trent Williams to stop the pass rush of the Eagles getting to Brock Purdy? Personally, I don't think they can uh, They can trust them to stop him. I just think there's going to be a lot of pressure on uh, on Purdy in this game. And like you said, yeah, go on, he might struggle under pressure a lot more than if the other quarterback in this game <laughs> gets under pressure. Yeah, I, I think they get the ball
1: out quickly. And he's, he's deceptively good at moving within the pocket, Purdy, and stepping up and kind of running out. And that is something, again, that the Eagles are kind of susceptible to. So... Yeah uh, but the 49ers offensive line overall is definitely going to be a worry for them moving in to the playoffs again. I mean that's what obviously caused the injury in January. It wasn't a freak injury. They just couldn't block the Eagles yeah. defensive line and that was coming through so it was for me that's not changed that much. So yeah, yeah, very very interesting game maybe to see where both teams stand. Right now, I have a feeling. Uh, the feeling from my timeline is, is if the 49ers lose this game to the Eagles, whether it's a contentious win or not, is that they are going to blow up, mate, and they're not going to be able to handle this very well. But whereas I think the Eagles fans feel quite cool about this. I mean, we've got a two game lead. Let's go. If we can split one of, the, one of the next two games against 49ers and Cowboys, that feels like job done in the NFC. So, yeah, I yeah. think feeling pretty
0: cool about it I just checked the weather to see if it's freezing cold as well but um it's not freezing cold but it's raining a lot again by the way so we might get to see another Jake Elliott uh long bomb field goal in the uh in the rain which could be quite fun but yeah um cool let's pick the game uh I'll go first because uh, I want to see what your reaction is uh I'm gonna go for the Eagles I think they're a better team better quarterback The weapons are amazing from the 49ers. I would love to have those weapons uh, on my team from defensive line and offensive skill position. But I just think the other positions on the team, especially quarterback uh, and offensive line, are much weaker than the Eagles. But I think it'll be a close fun game. Uh, And I do think it means more to the 49ers, but I think that could actually be a hindrance and see them press a little bit. And the Eagles at home can kind of just play their game and and come out with a win. I think it'll be close, but I'm going to go Eagles plus two and a half.
1: Yeah, it's difficult because I I do think, I've been going, now I'm going to go 49ers because I've been thinking it all week just because of the linebacking position worries me and I also think I've told myself that in my head that to not worry if we lose to the 49ers this week, it'll be (laughs) okay in January because we might have Shaquille Leonard and uh, we'll have Zach Cunningham back and so it will be... Things will be okay. So I love the Niners this week, and if I'm wrong, I will be over the moon.
0: Yeah, it's a good emotional hedge. That's a good emotional hedge. Um, on to the next game then. Uh, Panthers at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers a <laughs> favourite home by five and a half points. So quite a lot of points for this uh this Bucks team. That says a lot about the team they're playing. Before we talk about the game, um we didn't do a news section because we wanted to wait for this bit uh, to talk about the head coaching position. So Frank Reich's been fired uh, as the coach of the Panthers. I think, mate, it was literally three or four minutes after we ended our call on Monday (laughs) that I texted you and said uh, they finally fired him. Um, What are your views on this Uh, in general? Obviously, Frank Reich, great coach when he was with your team. Very up and down with the Colts, very down with the Panthers, but all signs point to an NFL owner here who maybe doesn't know what he's doing long term. Whether Frank Reich is the right decision or not, feels like he's very involved with the team, which could be a bit of a disaster if you're a Carolina fan.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to, if you're going to fire him this quick into his tenure, you kind of have to look at your hiring process, really, don't you? And how you came to that conclusion. Because if I remember rightly, he was one of the first hired in the in the cycle, Frank Reich. It happened uh, quite quickly overall, didn't it? So perhaps this time, they want to, I mean, they've got a lot of time this time, haven't they? Because it's only just the 1st of December. So and it's a shame for Frank. I'm not sure he gets another go around now. So it's an unfortunate second go around as a head coach for him. So he's probably going to be back to kind of OC and QB coach somewhere maybe next season. But. Yeah, it's a shame for him. As far as Carolina go, I'd be incredibly worried. Uh, I mean, we've been speaking, actually, obviously, because, you know, me and you kind of um, follow the NBA a lot and follow kind of how they run their organisations compared with NFL ones. And he's always kind of we've always said that he's been kind of like an NBA owner and he's kind of pushing, making blockbuster trades and things like that, which you don't really see often in the NFL. But Yeah, for me, I'd be worried if I was a Carolina um, fan, to be honest, that they're going to get this next hire right and that they can be patient because they've not got a lot of talent on the roster. I mean, there's absolutely nothing for Bryce Young to be protected with. There's no speed. No one could get any separation on offense. The wide receivers, the running back room is really poor. So... Yeah, I'd be worried overall, I think. Uh, Whether it was the right decision to fire Frank Wright probably was, yeah. But then the hiring process was completely wrong in that. So they have got to get this next one right and then kind of give that coach the time to be able to build the roster alongside whoever's going to be at uh, the GM spot.
0: Yeah, it's just a worry for them on who would take this job now with that owner. Do you know what I mean? Like. I just don't know who's going to want the job, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so, I'll be interested to see who they convince. Because, yeah, if you're a Lions OC Ben Johnson, if that's who they want, because they want Bryce Young to have a really great offence, would this be the team you leave the Lions to go to? I just don't think it would be. So, um, yeah, I think Tepper's put himself in a bit of a difficult position after how this year has gone. But we'll see. In terms of um, Frank Reich, I think he'll get a job. as a, Maybe not as an OC, quarterback coach, OC... Special advisor, whatever. I think he might get a job for the playoffs this year if he wants it. But, um, yeah, good offensive coach, but struggled at the Colts for identifying a quarterback. Um, identified CJ Stroud for the Panthers, but then got kind of overridden by the owner. And then that was Bryce Young, and things just have gone downhill ever since. So, yeah. Um, in terms of this game, this is probably the game we'll spend the least time on. Um, Bucks, if they want to make the playoffs, need to win this game. They should win this game. I know the Panthers are a team without a head coach now, so in theory you get that new head coach bounce that everyone talks about. But I just think they're so bad that the Bucks will win and, and cover. So I'm going to go Bucks minus five and a half, mate.
1: Yeah, same, same. I'm going to go um, Bucks as well. I just can't see Carolina doing anything. But it's not like the roster's going
0: to improve overnight, is it? So uh, give me, give me the Bucks. No, yeah, true. Um, cool. What two, three games left? Um, two of which are pretty good and one is awful. Um, so let's do the last 9 p.m. slate game, and that is the Browns at the Rams. Uh, I'm actually excited for this game. Um, the Rams still have a chance of making the playoffs. Obviously, looks pretty good uh, last week. They need to win this game if they want to stay in the hunt. They're very much in that kind of wild-card race at the moment for the NFC. Uh, and like I said, they are favored at home against the Browns by three and a half points. So over the field goal, um pj walker might play for looks like he's gonna play for the browns or joe flacco sorry one of the two will play um which is crazy to say joe flacco play for the browns um and in terms of the rams cooper cup still hurt but is gonna play again um but i think this game could be quite interesting mate it, it has actually weirdly has big playoff implications for both kind of afc and nfc in this one yeah massive because you look
1: at i mean i feel like the browns are super super clinging on even even though actually they've won Three or four games since since kind of Watson's gone down and the, you know what's behind him is not great at all. I feel like Cleveland, where can they claw two wins from? And, you know, and the schedule's not that difficult, but going out there and actually winning an NFL game with PJ Walker, oh my God, Joe Flacco. Or, well, you know, at quarterback, <laughs> it's Joe Flacco with 2023, and it's going to be really, really difficult. This is actually a super, super interesting game where obviously I'm going to be watching Niners and, and Eagles, but it's like this is actually a super interesting game, and I would quite happily watch all of this game because the Rams, mate, they have to win this week at home, you know, they kind of on there on the cusp you know watching seattle lose the games and you know now you've got dobbs in, in, in the vikings all of a sudden last week he had a kind of really really bad game so they're kind of hovering around they've got a lot of talent so yeah this is a super interesting game it's a typical offense versus defense isn't it great offense for the rams at times it can be great and a really really great defense of the cleveland I'm going to play to the offensive
0: strength and I'm going to go Rams in this. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm picking the Rams as well. Um, I picked them a lot this year. I uh, just believe too much in that offense, too much in Sean McVay and the gang um, to score too many points for Browns offense to keep up. Regardless of how good the Browns defense is, they might not score thirty so like five points, but they could score 24. And I just don't think the Browns are going to score enough points. So yeah, I'm going to go Rams as well. But, by the way, if the Browns did somehow win this game, which is realistic because their defence is that good, and Miles Garrett, after we mentioned his injury, he does actually look like he's going to play this week. Um, if they win, their playoff percent chances go from 74 to 87 if they win this game. So if they win this game, mate, we're basically almost guaranteed to be looking at an AFC playoff team. here. That's how important it is for the Browns. So, Should be a fun game.
1: Should be, yeah. Yeah, really, really great game with uh, massive implications.
0: On to something like football, which also has implications. We've got the AFC one seed. Implications on one side versus another team, other like Rams, that are looking to break into the NFC playoffs. That is the Packers. So, Chiefs at Packers. Chiefs are favoured on the road by five and a half points in Lambeau. Um, first time Patrick Mahomes has ever played in Lambeau, by the way, which should be quite, quite fun. Uh, I am... Already annoyed, mate. that This game is Sunday night football, and that I will be going to bed at 5 a.m. But yeah, what do you think about how this game could uh, could look? Because two offenses that looked really good last week. So,
1: yeah, I'm really really happy that Green Bay have made a season of it because yes, two two great wins uh, in a row over the Chargers and the Lions. Lions, especially on the road on Thanksgiving, that was a really that was the best win of the season. Um, and, you know, it's given them life at the end of the season. If you kind of take the Chiefs game away, you look at the schedule, they've got the Giants, Bucks, Panthers, then Vikings and Bears within the division. You're thinking, hey, you never know. We, can, we could pick this up and we could be in the playoffs. And, you know, Jordan Love's first season as a starter is a absolute success then. Because he's looked great at times. he was He was sensational against the Lions, to be honest. That was a really, really great performance. So, it could be a really interesting game, you know, if Green Bay can kind of get a similar level of production from their defense against the Chiefs. If they can't, then I think Mahomes will just kind of pick his way down on, on five to six drives and the Chiefs will kind of win this maybe by double digits. But yeah, it could be a pretty interesting game, this, because with the life that they've shown in the last
0: couple of weeks. Yeah, it could be some fun throws in this game as well. Mahomes was incredible last week. And Jordan Love, we spent all season very high and low in his throws. Definitely last two weeks has been more highs and lows, but he still has those wild throws that are good and bad. So we could actually see some crazy cool plays in this game, which I'm looking forward to. I think Sunday round football should be a fun game. It feels like this one could be a fun game as long as the Chiefs don't struggle completely on offence or the Chiefs don't go even, I was going to say if the Chiefs go down two scores but in theory if the Chiefs go down two scores this game might actually get <laughs> get more fun um, for the neutral but yeah I feel like it could be quite good um, do you think the Packers have any chance of stopping the Chiefs offence uh, obviously Isaiah Pacheco's running incredibly well and me and you have said for two years that we just can't believe how bad this Packers defence is at stopping the run do you think that will be a pretty big factor on this game because the Chiefs definitely are yeah, running it this year uh, I do,
1: yeah. I think the Chiefs are going to need to stop themselves a lot of the point, maybe with some, you know, you can get some strange play calling at times, especially on first down. So it was, I would say that that is going to be more of a factor than maybe the Packers kind of stopping the Chiefs doing what they're doing. I I can see two ways of this. I'd love it to be a really, really fun game and uh, be quite close to the end. But I can also see five to six drives from the where they just kind of pick their way down the field. So, I think that's why I'm probably going to go Chiefs on the spread. And, yeah, but it could be a good game overall. But I'm glad that the Packers are in in this with... And even if they lose with their schedule that they've got, they should be looking at that seventh seed in the NFC and saying, why not us?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Even after even if they lose this game, they're still in well within the shower. And if they win this game, their playoff chances go through the roof. So, yeah, it's a big game for the Packers at home. Um, I'm quite excited to see... Uh, Mahomes play Lambo. Lambeau. It's obviously a well-known, iconic stadium. Everyone loves it. But on TV, I don't know if you feel this, it looks cool on TV as well. Like it looks like a good place to play. It does, so, yeah. So, yeah, I, I am looking forward to it. But the, everyone says, like, the Falcon Stadium's lush, but on TV it looks not the best on TV. <laughs> Whereas, like, this stadium, you've got the Viking Stadium, um, Arrowhead to an extent, I guess, but uh, they all look pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm excited to see Mahomes there. I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. Um I do think they win this game by double digits, but that's more against the Packers' defense than it is the Packers' offense. I do think Jordan Love could play quite well. Uh, Jordan Love's first ever game was against Spags, by the way. Um, and remember that famous clip where uh, they had Jordan Love's parents on the back row of the stadium? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I guarantee you Chris Collinsworth is going to mention that within five minutes of this game starting, which will be, uh, be hilarious. Um, cool. On to Monday night then. Unfortunately... I wouldn't say one of the games of the year, but was going to definitely be one of the best games of this week. Um, unfortunately, not anymore with the, the Joe Burrow injury. And that is the Bengals at the Jags. The Jags are favoured at home, mate, by eight and a half points. Do you think that spread is too much? Or did they convince you after a, a really good offensive display last week that, they, that they'll start blowing out some of these uh, bad teams? And I, I know the Bengals shouldn't be a bad team, but unfortunately, Jay Brown and QB, you probably are going to be a bad team
1: yeah i think um that win big win last week but i think the week before when they beat the titans by 20 points i think that tells me that they can cover these spreads against teams that are you know they're finished aren't they the bengals so it's it's a shame but it's, it's just kind of the way it is when you've got brown in at qb he, he was not good last week really at all i mean he only missed seven passes but it's just kind of like it feels like you're not going anywhere and <laughs> and and the run game i just don't understand the eight eight carries 16 yards from mixon and, and that was that was the entirety of the run game so it just it's hard so much harder to get like a chase involved with, with when you got to, like brown at QB. so I, I would expect the jags to win this comfortably as far as the spread goes Give me that just, I think. i just about trust the Jags enough.
0: Yeah, this is tough. But the Bengals' defence has actually been really bad this year, which is crazy to say with Lewis to DC. Um, so I just don't think that defence can do enough to stop the Jags. Uh, and I actually mm. think Browning will move the ball OK just because of Chase and the offensive line played pretty well last week. Um, but yeah, I just think the Bengals' defence being been the way it is. The offence have to score so many points to cover the spread, and I don't think that they can do it. So yeah, give me the Jags as well. Um, cool. And that's it for all the games for, for week 13. Um, there are four differences. So I've gone for Texans minus three and a half. You've gone for Broncos plus three and a half. I've gone for the Cardinals plus five and a half. You've gone for the Steelers minus five and a half. I've gone for the Colts minus one and a half. You've gone for the Titans plus one and a half. And then finally, in the most emotional hedge of all time, you've gone for the 49ers <laughs> minus two and a half. And I've gone for the Eagles plus two and a half. So yeah, some, uh, Some fun games there. Um, Should be a good weekend of uh, NFL action. I do like this time of year, mate, when uh, the games do mean a lot more for playoff implications, don't they?
1: Yeah, and you get
0: games with bad
1: teams in that still mean a lot. And there's always a couple of bad teams that that play spoiler, isn't there? So let's see who that is this week.
0: I'm looking at you, Cardinals. Come on. Spoil, spoil <laughs> the Steelers. Um, but, yeah, we'll should see. We'll be back on uh, Monday to break it all down, talk about all these games, apart from, obviously, that Bengals-Jags game, which starts Monday night. Um, go follow us at Pod on Twitter. Two is the number two. Go follow Patrick at MuggsNFL. Um, enjoy the weekend, everyone, and we will speak to you soon.
1: I'll speak to you soon. Yeah.